Oh, wait, no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where usually me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you find your podcasts and the video version at the Trophy Room Show. If you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. You could pop us a follow and review us on Spotify, or if you really, really like us, you could toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash Room. So with all that said and with all that out of the way, our guest co-host of the day, Mr. Luke Lore of the Xbox Expansion Pass. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm the greatest that ever is and ever will be. Um, uh, and I'm doing great. No? Uh, no? Nothing? No. Nothing. By the way, when you're doing it. your intro, I tracked it for a good, like, a solid, like, three, four, five sentences. I was nailing it. <laughs> nailing it. I am your host, Joseph. And that was where you, right after that, I lost it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's fair. And you know what? I have you for another hour and 30 minutes at the least. <laughs> but real Sorry. talk, everybody. Uh, Kyle would love to be here celebrating the launch of Horizon, but he has a big, bad stomach bug. We literally, we tried to record last night and midway through, he's like, dude, I got to stop. I'm going to, oof, oh boy. That's and I'm like, all right, don't worry about it. Listen, I want him. I want him to be better. So make sure everybody reach out at uh, Mr. K Step. On Twitter, send him your love, tell him your well wishes, all that stuff. And hopefully by next week, he's back here. and We're talking about our experience with Horizon Forbidden West. And this week, man, it's a good week to be a PlayStation fan. There's a lot of good feels going on around the PlayStation community. And Luke, you're a good buddy of mine. You Indeed. don't mess with PlayStation as much as I. Correct. But you've had to have had a little feeling with the, oh, the yeah. little intro that you know playstation tees with the new playstation productions have you seen that i have yeah amazing amazing oh, it's awesome it it's, it's such a feel good and it capitalizes on what playstation has done so well and that's tell stories and it just makes you excited for stories they're going to keep telling yeah and now going into the silver screen like mm-hmm. seeing aloy be the first you know, person that you see mm-hmm. having Jin there because you know that movie's on the way. Uh, Nathan Drake. My biggest surprise of who was so prominent was Astrobot. I did not take note of that mentally, and I need to rewatch yeah. it. Um, I should have rewatched it, but right before we recorded, and I apologize. But Astrobot is a fantastic mascot. I think it's more approachable than like yeah. Sackboy. Um, yeah. For for a number of reasons, but the journey that they've taken us on with Astrobot on the PS4 VR, or PSVR and then PS5, like they've got something special there with that character, and I hope they they make use of it because he's he's so lovable. He's just lovable, yeah. and that and world's honestly, cool. Yeah, the the world's cool because it's just like a celebration of PlayStation, mm-hmm. and I would love to see that little guy get his own show, mm-hmm. like yeah. him or Sackboy get their own like little Netflix show for for the kids out there that would be dope as all hell especially given the quality of netflix shows like arcane and now apparently cuphead is very good yeah uh i would love to see what they would do with it an astrobot series because it it celebrates playstation so are we just going to go on a greatest hits adventure yeah you know like what's what's the jam there is there a story because i want i want the greatest hits playstation adventure that'd be fun oh absolutely now luke you know people know us uh you know because we feud on twitter all the time we do. We do. You know, that's true. Um, I talk about romancing your mother. You try to be very polite with your disses. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're really 
we're, we're good pals. And oh, yeah. the reason why I brought you on this week was uh, because Ains couldn't make it. Right. Yeah. He said no. Ains said no. <laughs> so <laughs> you're my second choice. It's but, just, and just remember this. Like yeah. Ainsley Bowden of Season Gaming, host of the BitCast, our mm-hmm. co-host on Cast Co-op, said no to you. Yeah. Said no to you. And I, this is my third podcast of the week, and it's Wednesday. So I'm here for you. Fourth, if you count Sunday, because I did XCP. So I'm. this is me giving my time. And honestly, everybody, make sure you give your time over to Luke over at the Xbox Expansion Pass, because it is seriously one of, if not the best, Xbox show out there. There's no fluff. There's no fanboy stuff. And there is a ton of awesome interviews with some great developers. I think you interviewed the Infernax uh, crew yep. last week most most recently was infernax yeah, yeah. um and i they that game is great not to be missed in a very crowded february for sure yeah, absolutely uh, you know anything about infernax yeah i've played a little bit of it man yeah it's fun right yeah. it's fun it's really good it gives it's me really classic good. like nes vibes mm-hmm. you know it just feels nice it feels yeah. nice that said uh we also a little bit of housekeeping before we break on into the news um our winner for the Apple review giveaway is uh, drum roll, please. That's my sound effect. MK bog 87. Thank you so much for throwing your five-star review out there. That is M K B a U G 87. Make sure you DM me at Mr. Babbitt or just at me ASAP. And we'll get you a copy of Horizon Forbidden West. Also note that next week is our Elden Ring giveaway, and there are over 200 people that have thrown their hat in the ring, dropped us that five-star review over on Spotify, and that one's going to be real fun to add all those names into that Excel sheet. So much fun. Can I can I throw in on, on one thing real quick? Yeah, go for it. Um, just because just I, I, I should have run this by you, but I'm not going to. Um, eh. If any of you amazing listeners... Uh, are also Xbox fans, and you've discovered XCP because of today's show. Tweet at me, and I'll enter you into a three-month uh, giveaway for Xbox or for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. No, how dare you use the G word on this show? No. So I'm gonna do it. Game Pass <laughs> Ultimate. It's right. So if you no. discovered me from this one, if you're like a new listener, let me know, guys, and I'll I'll do a little RNG for you. All right. How dare you? Oh, I'm uh, just gonna and- steal your thunder. <laughs> Last but not least, this show would not be happening if it wasn't for the amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. It's like we say each and every week, you are the ones that keep the lights on, keep the cameras rolling, and keep these mics sounding so good. Thank you so much for your patronage. So if we ever got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, a rough situation, whatever the case may be, it really does help us out if you toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room, just like our newest members. Chris Nunez, thank you so much, Chris. Can't wait to see you at the next packs and the Red Beast over at the Bronze Plus tier. I want to thank our gold members, Spam and Bamin, Too Soon, Gavin Gottfried, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren, Metal Kirby, Awesome Dave, Robbie Bobby Miller, Struples and Bits, and Chaotic Monkey. I want to thank our Silver Plus members, Hide and Doors, Mega Jacker. Marcus O'Neill, oh, it's just Ray, JB the Purple Monkey, Jadis Von Metal, Tim Off, Justin Rodriguez, Awesome Dave, Cypher Primus, Captain Logan, Todd Roper, Brendan Zachary, Kay Grimm, Rick Arrington, Dewane Raksha, The Good Sir, Trucker Sloth, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Drellis, Foolish Fuji, Annie Day Now, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Manx Vigia, The Lord Corgi, Elo2032, and Stephen Flesh. Thank you all for your amazing patronage. And again, we wouldn't be here without you. The list is getting longer. I don't know where to now put this list. Yeah, you're going to set up some tier systems, but like 
It's also dope. The list is getting longer, man. Joe I know. It's awesome. It's really cool. It's, it's really awesome. Cool. It's a great yeah, Kyle's feeling. Kyle's doing a great job, honestly. Yeah. I, and he, honestly, Kyle and only he, Kyle. No one but Kyle. Oh, I see where I see where that dick came from. <laughs> he got really bummed because he's like, Joe, because he likes to take things out on himself if he can't, like, if he's not able to do something. And I literally mm-hmm. told him last time, like, dude, ain't on you. You're sick. Yeah. Go, yeah. go rest so we can hang out next week. It's fine. Now get out of my face. <laughs> all that makes sense. Yeah, all of it makes sense. I'm a real, real trash boss. All right. Now, usually I have Kyle square up the news, mm-hmm. but Luke, you're my guest. So Sorry, I'm just going to make you do it. Okay. <laughs> so it's cool. time to square up the news, sir. This news is coming in from, this is the first one, square up the news. Capcom countdown has fans hoping for a Resident Evil announcement. This, this one comes from Jason Faulkner over at PS Lifestyle. And it reads... The official Capcom Twitter account linked fans to a mysterious countdown today. Unfortunately, the site containing the countdown doesn't have any hints as to what will happen when the timer runs down. However, the font used in the timer and a tweet from the official Resident Evil Portal account has fans hoping we'll see a new or remastered announced soon. Uh, the Capcom countdown has a timer that will be concluded on February 21st at midnight Eastern Standard Time. Given that the font matches... Uh, given that the font matches that used by Resident Evil series since that of Resident Evil 7, fans are thinking that the countdown will lead to an announcement of a new Resident Evil title or remaster at the very least. The Resident Evil Biohazard Portal official Twitter also posted a teaser that looks like the history page with the logo of the first three games in the series. Given that these classics aren't available on current-gen platforms, it may be teasing that the remasters or at least ports of them are coming. What does Nagachaka have to say ooh, about this? Ooh. Well, you know what? Nagachaka writes in a great question. Right. When Capcom announces that RE4 remake is coming for 2023 and not 2022, ooh, Nagachaka, the Fantasy League, getting heated. I see what you're doing there. Do you want them to include the Ashley portion of the game where you get to play hide and seek? No. Uh, should they remove that part so they don't have to throw lanterns at the enemies all over again? Great question, Nagachaka. If and when we get that RE4 remake, um, Man, the Ashley portions just don't do it. Yeah, they don't age well. They no. don't age well, and they should be taken out. And that's the benefit of a remaster is you uh, you can you can tweak the formula, you can alter the formula, you can bring lessons of you know x amount of years of development, and that game really drags in that portion uh, yeah. of the castle. And why not take it out and better streamline the experience for a better experience? Yeah. Um, use that time to not work on that stage and make yeah. everything else better to me I, I feel like i really did enjoy re4 when i played it last year but the problem with re4 to me was the pacing towards the end i was in the castle for way too long and when i got to the end portion i was like oh man we're still doing this mm-hmm. okay all right fine yeah. um you know to me i though i do understand the critical appeal that game coming out, what, 2004, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yes, Ashley portions need, need to be done. That character needs to be reworked because, God, she was annoying. Yeah. But keep the part where I hide her in a dumpster and just leave her there. <laughs> it's it's funny because like that was the difference for yeah. Resident Evil at the time. That among comes one of several gameplay differences that, that kind of set the game apart. And it was a cool idea, but it really does drag quite a bit yeah. uh, of yeah. what happened there that being said though i i got a question for you because like 
I don't think, you know, RE is getting teased here. I, I think this, this countdown lines perfectly with street fighter. Cause they're having their little championship series over this mm-hmm. weekend. So I think we're getting street fighter six. What about you? I don't know. Resident Evil seemed pretty active and it seemed like there was stuff happening on the Resident Evil side. So I'm stick. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking with Resident Evil stuff. I do think Street Fighter six is due for an announcement soon. Mm-hmm. Part of me would expect that to be at a PlayStation direct, uh, you know, state of play like in March. Yeah, I feel like that's what's going to happen because the vibe is that Street Fighter six is going to be exclusive to PlayStation and uh, just as Street Fighter five was. Yeah. And it feels like that would be a state of play. Like, like we're exclusive on this platform. I feel like that platform would want that announcement. Yeah, I, I think that would make sense uh, as well. I, I do think it's Capcom just because how it lines with with the the championship series, and I think with RE you could actually put put it uh, in a state of play and have that be like the big reveal, the one last thing at the very end. Because mm-hmm. Cap, you know, Street Street Fighter hasn't been that active for Capcom mm-hmm. and that game is winding down. So why not get the audience rejuvenated into the series again and reintroduced with, you know, street fighter six. Do you think that street fighter six going to be exclusive? You think to PlayStation? I mean, the signs kind of point in that direction. And I think that's mm-hmm. a bummer. Uh, if I'm being honest, I don't like when big third parties go exclusive. I don't think it helps street fighter five that it was exclusive to PlayStation uh, I feel like that kind of let down. And when you want to have a healthy, you know, gaming community, I mean, we've had a lot of discussions in the last few weeks about Call of Duty. Some yeah. would say too many, uh, but, you know, I would say too many, too. <laughs> yeah. And the the consistent question we kind of go back to, you know, in our own circles is do exclusives matter? Do you want exclusives? How can they be used? Well, how are they used poorly? And I feel like for a fighting game community, uh, you would want as many people as possible to have access to it. And so, yeah. you know, I don't want it to be exclusive, but it looks like it's going that route. Route, And I think Sony, I mean, they made some pretty strong ties with the purchase of Evo, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. That's why I think this is going to definitely mm-hmm. be, you know, exclusive. And whatever Sony's going to be picking up in terms of the next couple of month, uh, months are probably also in that arena of fighting and competitiveness that way. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I feel like with a series like Street Fighter, I, I do feel like it being multi-platform is going to help the brand overall more than it just benefiting PlayStation. So I would personally like it as well for it to be multi-platform so that more people get to play it because it's not like it's a PlayStation Studios game. This game has been everywhere and it should be celebrated mm-hmm. everywhere. But again, that purchase of Evo, yeah, I think yeah. PlayStation really wants its foot in the fighting door uh, arena. So that said, Rigo writes in, what are you more hyped for? Resident Evil 4 remake, the next entry of Street Fighter, or Cyberpunk 2077 next gen update? Ooh, Rigo, throwing in a future news topic. He's, I like he's that. got it. Yeah, he's there. He's there. You go first on this one. What do you got? Um, I'm going to personally say Resident Evil 4 because I love Resident Evil as a whole. I mm-hmm. love what they've done with the remakes. I've loved, uh, you know, two and three, mm-hmm. and I would love to see the improvements that they can make for Resident Evil Four to put it not just like that extra coat of polish on it, but to see the modern controls in that game. I mean, that would it would be perfect at that point part because yeah you still had the weird tank controls with re4 and i feel like with the modern controls with the remakes 
I think it just lines up perfectly. Uh, and so Resident Evil would be the one I'm most excited for. Then come Cyberpunk, then come Street Fighter, because y'all should see how bad I am at fighting games. Luke, it's... Is it bad? I- I'll watch the movies. Like, I'll go on YouTube oh, no. and I'll watch them. I can't... I can barely jump and do a jump kick. Oh, wow. Interesting. I can't I can't memorize the moveset. I'm the uh, button masher everybody hates. It's funny because you're the the Dark Souls, the Sekiro guy. You're the yep. one that can handle all the, the beast mode stuff, but platformers and fighters throw you for a loop, huh? Can't do it. For some reason, I'm a big dumb idiot. They should put easy mode in Street Fighter. Um, <laughs> sorry. I mean, that, whatever they want. You, you, yeah, yeah. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid a developer make what they want. Yeah. Um, I, I like this question, but it's very unfair because by default, I have to pick Resident Evil 4. Um, sure. really excited for this cyberpunk update. Like I bought it because of this update. It was on sale on Xbox for 30 bucks. So I, I bought it happy to support them now with, with my money at a t- in this round, uh, for sure. So it's weird because street fighter, I loved street fighter Four. all versions of it. I played that religiously. I had a fight stick. I loved it. And when street fighter five, was announced something about the game didn't feel right. And I was on PlayStation by the way, like for, oh, for really? the beginning. Yeah. I was on PlayStation four for a good chunk of that gen and had the chance to go into street fighter five and it just didn't click. Something wasn't there for me and I didn't pursue it past that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I kind of main and, and do a lot of my gaming coverage on Xbox, it's, it's kind of boo. a null issue. Um, <laughs> boo. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, you know, so, so I'm, I'm Resident Evil four remake. I do uh-huh. agree with you. The remakes have been, Sublime. Stellar. Really, Stellar. Really love them. Uh yeah. So with that, let's let's talk about Cyberpunk, uh, Luke. So what's what's the next story on the list here, my man? This one surprised everybody. Cyberpunk 2077's new gen versions and 1.5 patch are officially out alongside a free trial. The Ooh, long-awaited man. new gen console versions out today, as of the time of this recording, they're out alongside a significant patch for existing platforms and last gen consoles, uh, as well as PC. There is a trial available for 30 days until March 15th. The PS5 and Xbox Series X versions of Cyberpunk will feature a ray tracing uh, mode, 4K resolutions graphic with dynamic scaling, faster loading, and a variety of other visual and technical improvements, according to CD Projekt Red. The versions are available today as part of either a new purchase or a free upgrade to owners of a PS5 or Xbox One versions of the game. Xbox users will download the new version automatically, but PS5 users will have to re-download the newer game. There's something to be said about in that one as well. Uh, Both Xbox Series X uh, and PS5 versions of Cyberpunk have the 4K 60 frames per second performance mode and a 4K 30 frames per second ray tracing mode. Meanwhile, Series S will run at 1440p at 30 frames per second. Patch 1.5 will add fixes and improvements across all platforms, the developer said in a live stream on Tuesday, including a completely reworked Perks tree, which is said to be significantly different than that of the ones that players had uh, previously. Uh, and loading an existing gate, the existing save will cause you to redistribute some of those perks. The perk tree changes are designed to make the combat more fair and remove less useful abilities uh, from rotation. It's said that adding, as well as adding new features such as knife throwing. Ooh, I know. CD Projekt Red also said that it has made the world more active on new gen consoles and PC, along with more NPCs and crowds that react to the player. For example, by engaging in combat, if a player pulls a weapon, vehicle traffic is said to be more realistic than it was in the base game. Ooh, yeah, I watched uh, that stream by the way. That was a good. Did stream. you? 
Yeah. I, like Joe, you know, when developers yeah. talk about their craft and they're excited yeah. about it and it gets yeah. you excited. Yeah. I never booted up cyberpunk really dismayed by how they handled themselves in that, in that launch that energy was infectious. And it was that reason that I was like, I'm buying the game, whatever price they were so nice. excited. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Now this goes into actually Janus von metals question. He asks, uh, I'm trying to stay off Twitter and, and podcast until Friday. I don't want to hear anything about horizon until I play it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just so you know, we're our, have our, uh, we will have our horizon review towards the back end of the episode. So we're literally saying goodbye to y'all. And then the review will start so that nobody gets spoiled, but also link down below in the time time code down below. So you could skip it. That being said, uh, cyberpunk got shadow dropped when what is it freaking fixed thanks homies and stay classy san diego he'll read anything that's on that show notes um okay so why <laughs> why why shadow drop it man this this is pretty man. this is pretty crazy it, it feels like very strange that they would choose now to do this. You've been gone for 15 months. It's been several months since the last update, which I believe was September of 2021. Uh, and the game came out 15 months ago. Why drop it in February amidst all this discussion around Elden Ring, around Dying Light 2, Horizon Forbidden West? Uh, I feel like there's one other big one that I'm forgetting. Sifu was the one I was forgetting for this audience. I mean, this is a packed month of games. And why you would choose to bring out essentially the new version of this is a bit surprising to me. What 16 months when you're at 15? Yeah. Uh, why not just wait is is beyond me. It's not like you're scared of Shadow Warrior 3, a game I'm very excited <laughs> for, by the way. Yeah. Um, it, it just feels odd. It's bad timing on their part. By the same token, they'd already made their money on this game. They they refunded like less than 1% of the people that purchased it. So it didn't even blink when they refunded those for the people that yeah. needed it. Um it's now available on the PlayStation platforms in perpetuity, and, and it's this is good news for them, but it's odd timing yeah. for sure. It really is. And so this actually kind of goes into Sean Capri's question. He says, "Hi guys, first time, long time." No, that's not true. You've you've be, you've you've asked questions. Before. I know Sean Capri. We've I know that together man. once or twice. I know that man. Remember that? So uh, how do you feel about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven getting that surprise update for me? Uh, I'm quite surprised because, yeah, Horizon comes out in two days. You know, Elden Ring, I'll be playing in a week. Um, I ain't got time for this game. So, like, I have it sitting on the shelf. I I did play a good 40 minutes of it just to kind of see if there's any, you know, hitches or anything like that. But, like, I'm I'm right there with you. Why February? I don't know. You could have easily put this, I don't know, a couple weeks after the fact yeah. and then have people really excited. That being said, though, I don't think this is going to hurt them one bit. Right. I think people get, I mean, it's on sale right now on the PSN uh, and Xbox for like 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. So people are going to just, per, you know, impulse purchase it uh, immediately. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't see the problem uh, with them shadow dropping it. It's also, they, they, they promised, right. They were like, Hey, beginning of, of next year, this it will be out for you guys mm-hmm. and so by putting it in in march I, that hangs on quarter two a little bit and so this is them kind of sticking to their promises to their fan base um and they- this is a great question uh, the last one from sean 
does supporting the game now feel weird given its rough and deceptive launch? Does it feel weird? It kind of does for me. I think it does too. And, and I understand and recognize and appreciate some of the naysayers to that argument, but I don't think that buying a game at half price on sale when they drop this is, is rewarding the negativity that it might've been if you had launched and steadfast, you know, staunchly defended it when they had yeah. some really questionable review practices. They sent that those codes out to outlets, only PC restricted what they could show, restricted what they could say, didn't send console versions, told consumers that the console versions ran great and surprisingly well on PS4 and Xbox One. And it yeah. really was a deceptive practice. And, and they should be ashamed for the way that they handled themselves for that. In in casting shame and frustration on them that is deserved, I think you also have to cast praise and appreciation for the goodness that they've done. And they really have sure. not raised the price on this game. And I don't mean that weirdly. I mean, like they didn't charge you for expansions or they dropped some new missions in there. They reworked a lot of stuff that looks like they yeah. did a lot of very positive things for this experience. And for the six or seven people that played it the first time around and had no bugs, this oh. is going to be the better version, right? Like <laughs> a lot of people bought that game and they yeah. gave this update for free as they should have, mind you. But absolutely. Um, there's new there's new content in there there's stuff yeah. coming on the new way new weapons new new quests um like uh new like like details on on npcs and, and yourself customization right. options uh cars actually drive well um i bought yeah, it i mean i bought it to yeah. finish i i'm not i had not bought it and i bought it joe to to play after i'm done with dying light and literally sure. putting up a, a, another game on hold to play it because I'm, I'm excited to support them now yeah. with their endeavor here. So, yeah. Uh, now Sean Capri also says hashtag like, yay, Luke. That's, That's not my man right there. Let's not yes, give him sir. too much praise. Let's not give him too let's much praise. Oh, toxic writes in. I've been personally holding off until the day that the PlayStation five version would come out, but I don't know if I'm going to going to touch it at all, or at least won't be for a little while due to the timing with the new games. Uh, honestly, I'm dying to hear more about the PlayStation five up, upgrade for the witcher do you guys have any guesses as to when we may hear about that true i am way more excited about the upgrades for for the witcher 3 i am too i mean that's the game i put on hold as i was doing my next play i did all my witcher 3 on ps4 and so on xbox it's a new thing right like and it's been enough time that i can that i don't remember anything even the bloody bear and i I just finished that one i'm like oh i forgot how great this was and I'm, i'm very excited for that update as well um but to answer the question, should you j- dive in? Yes, you should grab it while it's on sale. Why not? You know, you're going to get mm-hmm. to it. Um, it looks like we're going to have a slow summer in terms of yeah. triple A's um, and maybe even a slow holiday unless you're really into Starfield. Um, I don't think you're going to have much this holiday in terms of like exclusives on the Xbox front. Uh, and I don't think we've got any big triple A's that we know about other than Gotham Knights this year. Yeah, And maybe, maybe I don't think... Th- why not grab it while it's on sale? You're going to have time this year in the AAA space. I would say get it and rock. Yeah, I think I think it comes out this summer. No, no questions yeah. asked. Yeah, Same. and it'll be a free update as well, which is dope. Is now, it free? I, I didn't realize that. I thought that oh, absolutely. Free. Yeah. Now, Katie writes in. So, with the cyberpunk news this week, got me thinking. When I played through the game, I fell in love. There's a certain person who I could not stop thinking about, even when I wasn't playing the game. And that was the fine lady, Pan Am. So this leads me to my question. Are there any characters in gaming that you have fallen head over heels for 
and cannot stop thinking about. Uh, my wife, Judy, from Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Uh, head over heels for... I might have to yeah. get back. I need to think about that one. I didn't see this question ahead of time. Yeah. Um, surely, yes. Surely, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah but no, I have to think about Jennifer? Uh Tris, all day. Oh, in, you're Tris. All okay. Tris all day. In the in the game, absolutely Tris. I, I I that's a good that's a good one. Thank you for bringing that one up. Yes. Is Zack Tris, Snyder in the in a game, you think? If he was, I'd be there. Anything for that man. Anything <laughs> for that man. I'd do it. I'll be there. Yeah. Whatever. I'll flip I'll flip teams. I'm there. Pick me <laughs> up, Zach. You mean pick you up? And therefore. <laughs> Anything for that Justice League sequel. You got a little dedication. That's right. And oh gosh. Oh yeah. I don't get me started. I love it. All yes. right. Then let's let's go on to this horizon review roundup, you you you, you hot dog. Right. I don't know. Whatever. Right. Uh you okay. want this one? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll take this one. I'll take this from here. Don't worry about it. You you cool yourself down with the Zack Snyder talk. He was my MJ. <laughs> 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 Simon Addy. Oh, sorry. This is our Horizon Review Roundup. Uh, again, our review will be at the end of this episode. This is just give you a brief rundown of uh, the top reviews for Horizon Forbidden West. Simon Addy uh, gives it a 90 over at IGN. They say that it's a triumphant combination of an enthralling combat, top-tier creature and character design, and a captivating open world. Horizon Forbidden West is an absolute blast and a fantastic showcase of the power of the PlayStation 5. Sam Loveridge gives it a 4 out of 5. This comes from Games Radar. Uh, what Guerrilla Games has achieved here is nothing short of phenomenal. Story, gameplay, mechanics, and the world itself are all such an improvement on the original game, which in itself is a feat alone. And Kimberly Wallace of Game Informer rates it a 9.3 out of 10. She writes, Horizon Forbidden West reaches a new high bar for Guerrilla Games. It does more than surpass its predecessor. It takes on Horizon's fiction to captivating places and builds a rich world that rewards you for an effort you put into it. Overall, the game has been rated a 89 on Metacritic, but uh, people aren't happy about it because it's, it's, it's the same rating that they gave the original game. Uh, and 89 jokes on you playstation users we got flight simulator well above <laughs> night or 80 oh 90. damn what's another one got forza him. forza's got those cars right. in it that's right man you showed us yeah uh, there's no way i can have showed. fun with an 89 can I t- no way it's become yeah. a joke for us to make fun of those people but i'm even sick of our joke of the joke you know what i mean yeah like yeah shut up shut up like what you like you know we live in a world where anything's possible yeah, it's possible, including and, not commenting on an 89. <laughs> yeah. And that's like on Twitter. I, I did not say anything about it because 89 is a great score. If yeah. it should, if it should say anything, maybe stop valuing Metacritic so much and maybe stop valuing the number so much either. Um, it's, it's really foolish because we should have been celebrating what has been a game that devs put a lot of tender love and care into and, it looks fantastic. Like it looks phenomenal. And having the talk with Bobby um, from console creatures, I'm so excited to go pick it up from a Best Buy on Friday. Uh, what say you, what, what do you read into your excitement levels for horizon? I don't, you're, I don't think you're buying it day one. right? I'm so here's the problem. First, let me say, I, I tweeted this and I stand by this wholeheartedly. Uh, 
in front of you, the world, and Zack Snyder. Um, <laughs> Sony continues to set the bar in mm-hmm. third-person action games, in first-party action games. They set the bar every time. And every time I see clips of Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm like, the bar has been set. The standard mm-hmm. has been raised. And to me, it, it just looks fantastic. Um, you and I have talked, like, I did not enjoy The Last of Us, but the right. bar was set in storytelling, in graphics, in, in animation. Animation, yeah, in so many things, voice acting. Um, and the bar continues to be set by Sony First Party when it comes to, to this. I think Horizon Zero Dawn looks amazing. I did not get into Her- Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm sorry. Horizon Forbidden West looks amazing, but Zero Dawn I didn't get into because it was right at Breath of the Wild. And and culturally, it was like pick one or the other. And I played a bit of Horizon, didn't click, was playing Breath of the Wild for 100 hours. I Um, I feel you. you And, you know, like respect to to both those games. Um, And then I tried to go back to Horizon and I just the the timing never worked out. That's all it was. uh, Forbidden West, my friend, that game looks so beautiful. So cool. So impressive. And um, you really have to praise Gorilla for the world they created Absolutely. and what they've done. And that's Absolutely. just something I hope that more studios, not first party even, just studios in general can replicate. They've yeah. got rock steady magic, dude. I mean, I saw, I saw them uh, – when I saw you – know, it's it's on Twitter everywhere. Like her grappling onto one of the animals yeah. or on it. I was just like, what? This is – it's st- like the world that they've crafted is st- – Stunning. It's stupid gorgeous. Now, the Green Gorilla Gamer writes in, so now that we're into February, with three of the biggest releases so far, with Dying Light 2, Horizon Forbidden West, and Elden Ring, do you think that some of these larger games are going to get backlogged by a lot of gamers? Or do you think there's too much hype around them that everybody is going to jump on them as soon as possible? I was so sad to see a lot of people fall out of Sifu so quickly after its release. That game deserves nothing but love. Now, Green Gorilla Gamer, here's the thing, though. Sifu sold 500,000 units on PlayStation PS, uh, sorry, on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC. So the game did really well, especially for an indie studio. But I do understand what you're saying here, because there are some games where I have to balance Elden Ring and Horizon. Two games yeah. that I love. Yeah. Even if it's not genre, it's time. You only have a finite amount of time. Yeah. How how am I going to pull this off? I don't know. But there are going to be people that are going to choose one or the other. It is surprising, though. I've seen on a lot of people's, like, uh, like not scientific at all, but, like, mm-hmm. some polls where it's like, what are you going to be getting, Horizon or Elden Ring? And mm-hmm. the polls are a lot closer than what you would think it would be. Like, I actually saw Horizon win in one of the IGN polls, which maybe that skewed, but... Nonetheless, it's it's impressive to see that one title kind of hold its own a bit. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, dude, I am so excited. That being said, though, I do want to say that uh, a quick little aside, um, Hoaglaw uh, over at BitCast and uh, Hoaglaw over on Twitter did criticize Sony for some deceptive marketing towards Horizon's free PlayStation 5 upgrade. They yeah. did not fix this until actually I think Hoag pointed it out. Uh, this it was – uh, caught by VGC as well, and it caught fire on the internet. That is that if you were on PlayStation 5 and you go to pre-order the game, it's $70. Now, mm-hmm. this comes months after PlayStation said they'd honor their word and you know only charge you the PlayStation 4 price, which is $59.99. Mm-hmm. But the only way to get it digitally for that price up until just now is to go buy it on the mobile app or go buy it on 
PC. So it's Sony being really shady there. And we have to, while we're giving, you know, Horizon its flowers, we also got to be critical of the rollout of this game as well. Absolutely. And that's the, the biggest thing. And there's there's two things that our friends Ames would say. There's a lot to unpack here. Um, for all the praise that's being passed towards Horizon, uh, the plea that I would have towards any consumer here is hold yeah. them accountable and let them know your frustration. Yeah. Uh, reward the good behavior as well, right? But they re- that was really deceptive and shady the way they handled that. And it was yeah. uncool amidst a group that handles first party really well. Yeah. You know? It, and you, it you just it just goes to show like what people are willing to to take from a corporation as well. Like you just see Nintendo just went go yeah. So all those previous games on Wii U, we're just gonna kill the store. So go download the game right now or you know whatever. Bye bye. Right. And and then them even acknowledging yeah we're not that great at preservation nor do we care and then kind of walk away and yeah people are criticizing them but what is that actually amounting to? Not a whole lot of nothing. Not much not if you're rewarding you know? dollars and. Sony, man, they've really botched the delivery of last gen to this gen content. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that I wouldn't have thought like back way years ago, I remember you and I talking and I was like, I don't think smart delivery really matters. It feels like buzzwords. Yeah. Ooh. And now it matters. It matters so much. Yeah. So much. I did not see that that happening at all. And and they should be criticized for that. They should be criticized for deceptive marketing there. Uh, yeah. Big picture, not a big deal. Uh, easily fixed. Yep. but hold them accountable. Whereas, you know, inflammatory posts on Twitter, don't do anything, but dollars held or respectful things, constructive criticism. Those are the right ways to do it. But can Absolutely. I, can I answer the original question sure. that was there as far as like, will the games get drowned out? Yeah. Uh, the answer is yes, they will. And I would cite recent precedents in the Xbox community. Forza horizon posted 18 million recently. Wow, Halo what a great posted 20 million, but man, we were all in on Forza horizon five. That game yeah. is fantastic to anyone that hasn't tried it. It's so good. But man, the moment Halo's multiplayer hit, the conversation shifted. Even if it was growing Forza playership, the conversation was all Halo. Yeah, and it's a shame because it ate they ate their friends' lunch by accident. Because you wouldn't have thought they would overlap in terms of gameplay type, but it really did. Um, I, I definitely think that was a test of, hey, what what can we do with this service? Um, like bringing out live service games close to each other. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was a bit of a scientific, like curious little test that they, they knew wouldn't hurt them uh, probably at all. And how would it benefit them? I think that that was like a little case study they were probably doing. I think you're probably right. And they're probably examining that two years out from when their full cadence hits. Cause now they're at 30 studios and yeah. you know, in two years, they're going to start having a major hit per quarter or more. And they've got to figure out where and how to balance it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that they if they ate each other's lunch, I can only imagine what's going to happen with a, a Sony first party, a major third party with Elden Ring. Yeah, uh, never heard and of it. And another first party on the way in March with Gran Turismo. Yeah. So it's it'll be it'll definitely happen. And you know, save your dollars if you want to save them, and support the devs when you want to when you're able to. Yeah. Sales are my friend when it comes to that stuff. If it's not in Absolutely. Game Pass, sales. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, besides PlayStation, that's now dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, 89, there's a little, 89, 89, that means it's dead. dead. We also have to talk about how Martha is dead. Take it away. Good sir. I, I, I got distracted. <laughs> they were very loud. Somebody was very excited about his truck outside my window. Oh, really? Um, yeah. He yeah, was really, really proud of it. You need to let you know about it, huh? 
Yeah, they did. I live in the South, man. That's All right, true. gory mystery thriller Martha is Dead will be centered on PlayStation, according to devs. This comes from Ryan Gillum over at Holygon. Martha is Dead is an upcoming first-person thriller developed by LKA and Wired Productions and won't have parody across its versions. While the Windows PC and Xbox versions of the game will launch as the developer intended on February 24th, the PlayStation versions will be altered for content. Wire Productions revealed the change of plans via Twitter on Friday, just two weeks out from release. It is with regret, sorry, quote, it is with regret that we've had to modify the experience on PS5 and PS4 versions with some elements no longer playable, the developer said on Twitter. After over four years of passion and hard work, developer LKA now required extra time to make these unplanned changes, end quote. While the game will hit its scheduled launch day on all platforms, the physical versions of the game for PS4 and PS5 are delayed. There will be no delay for the physical or digital versions of the game on Windows PC or Xbox Series X. There is a graphics clip circulating on social media that makes players uncomfortable. Uh, that is making players uncomfortable. The clip involves slicing a dead woman's face off, first on the right side, then on the forehead, then on the left. The clip shows the player lifting the severed face off of her head just before it cuts. Oh man, I got a lot of thoughts here. Yeah. First off, shout out to Graham, who's in our DM, who sent me that DM uh, of, of of the clip that I didn't want to see. So, uh, Graham, thank you for being a bad friend. Because um, I don't like per- horror, is not my favorite genre. I like a good suspense. I don't mm. like gore. I don't watch Hostel. I don't watch Saw. I don't like right. gore porn. I think it's disgusting. I don't think it's artful. All that stuff. Um, it's not and if you like it, you like suck. It. Is what he told me. That's what yeah, told me. yeah. Like our yeah. friend Ains. He's, he's yeah. He's he says he says he watches those movies to feel alive. Which yeah, is that's really odd. It's really, really odd. strange. It's really worrisome. Uh, and he makes this feel like weird little <laughs> sound yeah. too. And it's like really, it's uncomfortable. Like uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he had a rally like, to be at. That's why we recorded Cast Co-op at a yeah. different time this week. Yeah, yeah. He said he had to get into his truck. He had a convoy to meet. Yeah, uh, some convoy that be- border. I don't know, <laughs> that being said, that being said, um, I don't like this news. Not because, like, look, I was never going to buy this game. This studio just got a ton of PR uh, for them. Good for them. Um, but you shouldn't be censoring anything. Like, if you're allowing this into your store, then it's that game, right? So if you, you know, went through certification on this game, and then all of a sudden places just like, we don't want that. Oh, that sucks, because you literally let them into your ecosystem, and then two weeks before the game's about to come out, they're like, and you got to take rid of this and get rid of that. And to me, it's beyond localization, because, like, real talk, you know, in World War II games, when you're fighting Nazis, they have the swastikas on their arms, right? In mm-hmm. Germany, um, because that symbol is banned over there, um, they have a different symbol. Mm-hmm. But to me, this isn't localization. This is literally PlayStation saying, no, we don't want that, so edit it or get rid of it. They've done this with Devil May Cry and a few JRPGs as well along the way, obscure titles. But um, this kind of sucks. This should be the way they intended it, even if I don't like what they're doing. It's such a hypocritical, pathetic excuse to, to uh, uh, of behavior on, on their part. And it's really frustrating. This is the studio that at one point had Hellblade being mm-hmm. as an exclusive, a game that is just 
that'll mess you up, man. If you're yeah. not ready for Hellblade, it can mess you up. And you're carrying around your husband's head yeah. next to you on your hip. This yeah. is the studio that, you know, mm-hmm. this is this is the, the the I'm saying studio, I should say publisher, but like Sony is allowing this on their platform. I mean, you can literally take a shift to a person's neck yeah. and slice it right open. Yeah, in the yeah, first in, last, in of last, of last of Us. Yeah. You they you hear, force hear me to like blood curdle. Like it's yeah. gross. And they force me to mow down doctors trying to save humanity. They force yeah. me to do that. So it just feels very strange and hypocritical and an odd random thing. Now, unless there's something we don't know. If it's not the face part, what is it? Yeah. But but that that doesn't excuse censorship. The moment you start a censorship route, uh, it's a very slippery slope, and I hate that. I'm a you know I'm a I'm a teacher, and I'm watching things get banned to be taught in schools as critical race theory, and and people start going through and whitewashing history even more than it's already been, and that's terrifying to me when censorship starts. So mm-hmm. it, I do not want that to happen. I would ask and beg and plead. Uh, that you make your voices appropriately heard on this one. Um, yeah. Don't but you don't buy the game if you didn't want to. If you were never going to buy it, I was never yeah. going to buy it. To me, it's not about that. It's about not censoring things yeah. uh, on your platform. Put the appropriate warnings up if you need to. Yeah. Sure. Put an extra. Or just don't up. allow it on your platform to begin with. But to, to have it at the very end mm-hmm. is 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 bullcrap. And I like and I like what you said because honestly, you should you should have the right to say to do. To, to read something or see something, watch something that you may not agree with or you think is abhorrently wrong mm-hmm. or that you think is objectively right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, to have this two weeks before this game is supposed to come out edited and watered down, it's a bummer. It really yeah. sucks. And you tie you the know? devs' hands that way because yeah. they could have just canceled their PS4 and 5 versions two years ago. But now yeah. you're saying, all right, and... This is what you have to do. And it's like, well, how do we recoup our costs? It's not like Martha's dev was ever going to be like the, the 10 million mark. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I hate it for those devs. And it's just to, from everything I know at this point, unless something new comes to light, uh, morally wrong, it feels like. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, again, nothing really more here, but it's something that I feel like we needed to elaborate on. And honestly, I think PlayStation should go back and, rectify this because I, I again yeah it's more work more crunch more everything for stuff that you do i mean god of war for christ's sakes yeah <laughs> all you of watch them. people yeah in the old ones you you, you rip the guys through head sex off. seasons and then you yeah. sex sessions and then you ripped off god's heads and blood yeah. poured every it just seems odd like what's the where's the line in modern warfare 2 what you mowed down civilians yeah. And that was I mean, like, oh. if, if they were, I mean, here's the thing though, if they were like in, you know, no Russian, right. Um, it, Call of Duty gave you the out. They're like, Hey, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. If PlayStation was just like, Hey, could you add like this in here? Like a little, Hey, this C might be a little bit too much, but click X or click circle to get in or out of it. Uh, all right. But to just say no, edit it out fully. That yeah. sucks. And that shitty. Yeah. It's messed up. Time for some flash news. I got this, Luke. Don't worry about it. PlayStation and Lego collab with Horizon Forbidden West Lego set. This comes out May 2022. Uh, Priced at $80 hairs. Dude, this looks dope. Yeah. I cannot I wait. I'm going to be spending some money on Legos. It's been a long time coming. Um, awesome. I'm excited. Uh, the next one, Plant and Play Initiative. Earn uh earn and reach the Daunt trophy in Horizon Forbidden West, and they will plant a tree. Isn't that nice? Lovely. 
It's really nice. Uh, here's a good one. Here's a here's a meaty one. Okay. A Bioshock movie is coming out. It's in the works. Uh, here's a quote from Netflix themselves. They say, we all make choices, but in the end, our choices make us. Bioshock. Sorry, Netflix plus Bioshock. Would you kindly stay tuned? <laughs> Netflix and Take-Two Interactive are partnering to produce a film adaptation of the renowned video game franchise, Bioshock. Uh, famous Seamus writes in, given the Netflix Bioshock news, what do you want to see? A show or a movie? And who would you like to direct it? I got this one immediately. All right. Let's hear it. Guillermo del Toro was supposed to direct a Bioshock movie. He was supposed to direct it, but the pitch it was just too much money. It was going to be like a Waterworld Part 2 type mm-hmm. of production. Um, I want that. And to mm-hmm. see the shape of water, um, I feel like you could get that tone perfectly. Mm-hmm. So give me this. I am so hyped because this is something I've been wanting for so long. I'm such a huge Bioshock stan. So I'm all in, man. What about you? Who would you like to see? Are you excited about this? All that stuff. Um, honest to goodness, I think it, that's a great choice in having Guillermo del, del Toro. And I'll always go show over movie. Yep. Um, I think you have a better chance to tell more story with more time. Um, my favorite movie, as we joked, it's six parts and it's four hours long. It's better handled as a show. If you handle that yep. as a show, it's it's just easier to digest. And The Mandalorian is a good example of that. Um, right. Better story, more drawn out, more explained in a more thorough way. Um, and what could you do if you had a great budget for like a 10 episode series, eight episode series, That's oh, eight yeah. hours of Bioshock content. It to me is better than three, two. Yeah. You know, um, I can't so wait it, to see you big daddy in live action. I'll, I'll be there in a minute. Give me a second. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you get it. Cause I was big daddy there. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the joke. Just flew right over your head there. Yep. Um, yeah, and that's a good one. I'd also love to see what uh, Ryan Johnson could do with it, man. His take on and visuals. Ooh. With visuals, it would be really yeah. neat to see him kind of handle something on that scale. That, that weird. He can handle yeah. weird, I think. That and, like, Bioshock is all about, like... The subtlety. You know, subtlety, but, like, dissecting Ayn Rand's vision, mm-hmm. you know? Think and about Knives Out, man. How many clues did he give you? Exactly. Think about that in a Bioshock. That's- that is that is really good. I, I really dig that. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, yeah. This arouses me greatly. All right, here's one that I don't want to go on too long because I think the audience knows how I feel about this. But Platinum Games is open for to being acquired if it's guaranteed freedom. This comes from Zamina Khan over at PSI Style. Platinum Games' new president and chief executive, Atashi Abita, has told Video Games Chronicle that he'd be open to the idea of being acquired as long as a studio is guaranteed freedom. He made his comments after he was quizzed about the consolidation seen in the games industry recently by Activision's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. I'm sorry, Microsoft's acquisition. Nonetheless, uh, why Platinum Games wouldn't turn down acquisition offers. Quote, what I hear about the recent acquisitions, I don't think Microsoft is going to start micromanaging Activision to where they take away their freedom, dot, dot, dot. I do think, i sorry, I don't think it's going to be a relationship like that, Abita told VGC. I think there's going to be a lot of mutual respect there, and I think Activision will be uh, able to continue doing what they do best. And that's also 
the what, what's most important to us at the end of the day. Whatever form that takes for us in our company. So I wouldn't turn down anything as long as our freedom was still respected. Now, Spam and Bamman writes in and he, he asks, hey guys, in a recent article, Platinum Games' new president and CEO has, sorry, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, said that they would be open to the idea of being acquired as long as they're guaranteed freedom. My opinion is that Platinum Games would be a huge asset for any publisher. Also, would make it an easy acquisition for Xbox that's been eyeing the J- Japanese market for some time. But with Sony standing in Japan, do you think Sony would let uh, PG go to its competitor? Uh, can I say something very very controversial. All right, just between you and me. Yeah. Just you and me. Speak yeah. your truth. Speak your truth. Platinum Games is not that good. We have to we have That's to give up. We, yeah, thank you. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh we have to really just like give up the chase that like this is a they're, they're a great studio cuz like yeah, sure they have Bayonetta. Okay. <laughs> sure they have Bayonetta and that series is great. Um was it Vanquish as well and near near Automata. Yeah chef's kiss but they are so hit and miss when it comes to their games like mm-hmm. look at babylon's fall right now oh boy mm-hmm. um so like to me they they are this studio that could either make gold or make coal and you know to me i just don't see them as this on the level of like let's say a from software where it's like if i had the money i would throw it all at from but to me this also kind of reads Platinum is in a very vicarious situation. Like, I don't think they're doing that great. And I think they know that they've had a couple of hits and a couple of misses in some games that didn't sell as well as they'd hoped. Uh, they got 10 cent money for a reason. And when they're talking about quotes of like, we want our games to be live services or be enjoyed for longer periods of time, it's telling you something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think they're shouting that out as kind of a hey if anybody wants we're here <laughs> this yeah this felt like a cry for relevance yes um, it, it really felt frustrating and then they did the, they did something very similar uh this past week with Scalebound. yeah the xbox community like phil we want to make it phil we want to make it and i feel like this pops up every few months and to, to the Scalebound thing you have to remember this was an xbox at the time in 2017 that was desperate for content and they shut it down they were desperate for content and they shut it down. The word is now that we're hearing, it seems like they might've misused some funds or funneled it. Uh, I think that's unconfirmed, but you know, you've got Jez Corden, who's track record for all things considered pretty solid when it comes to, mm-hmm. to sharing this stuff. Um, man, platinum's a weird one. And it, yeah, if they are saying that they're open to being acquired, open to being acquired, they've been open for a while. Yes. That means they've already been looked at. People yeah. have looked at them. People have evaluated them. Correct. And found them wanting. And that's a, yeah. a, a Knight's Tale reference. Um, but it's really frustrating when you see a, a team that has produced some great stuff. But when you see them kind of yelling out into the void, yeah. asking for attention one way or another, it strikes me as unprofessional. And yeah. it sucks because I wanted to see Scalebound too. I wanted to see... Uh, some of their gold amazing games that they they could have created and more often than not we're getting Korra and Ninja Turtles and the bad Transformer game and it's frustrating (laughs) Uncharted movie reviews they're in they're not great 
Who would have guessed? But the box office is seemingly positive. Uh, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg led the Uncharted movie uh, to release in 15 countries outside the United States, where it's already ranked $21 million in opening weekend. Their goal was $20 million opening weekend, so they exceeded it by a little bit. You know, just a heads up. If you want to see it, you know, it's open. It's there. I think it's like a 47 on Rotten Tomatoes. How much is, uh, how better is Justice League, do you think? On what, Zack Snyder's Justice League? That's yeah. really high. It's really highly rated. Oh, is it really high? Like the all second right, highest movie of all, or superhero movie of all time, I all believe. Good, all right, you know, good, good for them. What I about Josh Whedon? Dark Knight and Dark Knight only. Oh, he's a, uh, he can rot in hell. I hate yeah, him. Yeah, I know, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, hey, Uncharted, God bless you. You know, you, you finally got made. <sighs> Poor Tom Holland, man. He's going to be Spider-Man the whole, his whole life. And, you know, we're always going to see him as that. And he's not getting taller. And <laughs> that's not helping him because he's a boyish face. He's right. got a young face. I think that's why yeah. he's growing his hair out. Um, I hate it for him, honestly, because yeah. he just doesn't look the part of Nathan Drake. And I have not seen the film. He might have crushed it. He might have crushed sure. it. I, I hear like I'm actually hearing from people that have seen it. They're like, actually, it's pretty damn good. Cool. So it's, it's a fun a- a- action flick. I think I may see it, but probably not in a theater anytime it, soon. As I say, this doesn't feel like I'll risk my life for Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, I'll, I'll risk that. it for the biscuit when it comes to Batman. Yeah. But like open mouth, breathe in my face for exactly. Batman for three hours. That's uh, right. Was it Matt Reeves? Yeah. But, oh my god. You know. Have you seen real talk? Have you seen um the the like the vanity cover of um Zoe Kravitz and what's his name? What's his name? Guy that's playing Batman. Uh, uh Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Oh my god. I've never wanted to watch two people have sex more in my life than w- them right there. But have you <sighs> seen Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill? You know what? Never mind. I mean, listen. <laughs> Henry <laughs> Cavill could toss me yeah. around like that PC he built, but like that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying the sexual tension between those two, palpable, and I want to watch three hours of it. <laughs> the movie and that. You know. <laughs> I'm looking this up. I want to see this. Um, yeah, I'll send it to you afterwards. I'll send it to you afterwards. Thanks, man. So I'm, I'm, oh yeah, I'm, I see. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's I'm really happy that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that Zoe Kravitz is getting her to do that because I have been in love with her for years now. Was she in the Joker? Was that her? No, that was Zazie Beats. I'm also in love with her. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. And they favor mm-hmm. and so I wasn't sure. Um Yeah, yeah. But, man. Yeah, let me just go back to Uncharted real quick. Sure. It sounds like a Sorry. rental on a good day. Yeah. That's yeah. a rental on a good It'll day. It'll be on Netflix in a couple of months. Yeah, and all right. Fine. Okay. Yeah. I bet yeah. it's gonna be. I bet it's gonna be fine. It's gonna they be. They got fun. a Marky Mark in there fighting a transformer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's transformer. Say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> oh my goodness! Also, by the way, this is just a little update. Breaking news from Twitter: um, The Last of Us is aimed at 2023, not 2022. So let's see if we'll see the the Last of Us remake or factions. This year, maybe that's pushed back to line up with the show. Is that HBO Max? That's HBO. Okay, just HBO. Yeah, yeah. They gotta fix the naming conventions of that that those services. Anyway, uh, Sega and Paramount start work on the third Sonic the Hedgehog movie and a Knuckles Paramount Plus show. Um, so you know, Sonic rated higher than Uncharted. It's Sonic's fun. a great movie. It's actually legitimately, it's a legitimately really good movie. But we got to stop pretending that like Sonic's a great platformer. 
I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I don't like the stands that are coming out going, Sonic's always been great. It's never been that great. Nah, he's, he's hit and miss. He's so hit and, miss. Yeah. and when he hits, he hits good. Yeah. You, you get a Sonic mania, but then you also get Sonic booms. So, yeah, come on. Hey, uh, Luke, are you holding on to something? I'm holding. Are we about to... <clears throat> Prepare the drop. Here are the latest PlayStation games headed to the PlayStation storefront this week of February 20th. All right. Uh, Can you escape for PlayStation 4? Heart of the Woods on PlayStation 4. Valentine Candy Break 2. That sounds like an easy plat. Uh, That one's, yep, I I see you. Uh, On the 15th, you got Cyberpunk 2077, Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. On February 17th, you got King of Fighters XV, so 15. Oh, my goodness. It's been that many. On PS5 and PS4, Voice of Cards, The Forsaken Maiden on PlayStation 4. And last but not leastly, Horizon Forbidden West on the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 as I live and breathe. I can't wait. All right, and now it's time for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah, it's fine. That was only me. That's fine. Couldn't have a little yeehaw as an X bot. I don't know. Uh, Is this in my yeehaw? There you go. Got it. You got the Southern twang in there too. Back out. Yeah. (laughs) Jadis Von Metal writes in: Are you guys going to finally battle? I want to hear a full-on hair-pulling, teeth-chopping, eye-gouging fight for the ages. I'll take this one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, just one metal. Here's the thing you don't know. Mm-hmm. We make love. Oh. The same way that we battle. Oh. And it sounds just like that. All yep. those things. That's true. And we were going to do that in perpetuity, but we were worried <laughs> Sony would censor us. That's right. So it's like, ah. And um, spoiler alert, Luke kisses like his mother. <laughs> That's his mother. That's my mother. I really do love the beef that we have on Twitter. That's like obviously fake, but then people like comment every like, now and guys, again. Every now and really again, don't like each other, huh? Every now and again, I get, you get people that are like messages like, "Whoa, it sounds like you're being a real fanboy." And it's like, <laughs> "All right, calm down, Twitter user zero nine six eight eggshell for a profile picture, Seattle. two followers, Russian bot concepts." Like, knock it off, yeah. knock yeah. it off. God, you love to see it. Well, I, I love that. And um, what, what's the other one? What's the other one? They're, they're, when we get comments of, yeah, are they, are, do we really hate each other? No. No. <laughs> We're friends. We play, we play games almost every day. Yeah. And during the yeah. first year of the pandemic, We're we best buds. Every day. <laughs> and trust me, next week, I'm going to say nothing but praises of how good of a friend Luke Lore is. Like, one of the best. Yay. You know? Yay. That was yeah. literally one of the best acts of kindness real talk uh when we could talk about it i literally was getting emotional at that moment oh that's right okay now i'm talking about power of friendship so you know it it was yeah we're we're, we're just joshing around the other thing and i oh my god it just left my brain when we're beefing oh as one person commented luke you're kind about it because you have a front-facing job and for me i am like no holds bar i'll see (laughs) it is uneven publicly it's so so uneven it's hilarious oh god all right don't worry everybody when we have private chat that's quite fun it's all we play we've been playing Fortnite lately we got back into that um that's a good game by the way it is Uh, it's it's our buddy kevin just knock it off knock Knock it off. off Yeah. Not better than us. The game's right? legit good. It's just, yeah. it is. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. We get pretty vile in that one. Yeah. Here's the thing. That question activated the winner gamer. It's been so long, good sir. And congratulations on being a papa. Also too soon. I believe it's also a papa. All these dads coming in here, being a part of this community. Look at that. Uh, do you think Sony should be uh, more accommodating to players by offering all types of controller support for remote play or even Spartacus? My Razer Kishi doesn't work, so I end up not picking my PlayStation 4 as much because, sorry, I can't be in front of a console like I used to be. Absolutely. You should be able to pick up any controller. Yeah, that's the one thing With about- your PlayStation? Yeah. Okay. Like when you're remote playing, it should not just be the dual shock or the dual sense because like there, I, I get it. It is a little weird. I played, you know, what is it? X cloud, which isn't that great. You guys need to really settle down with it, but uh, <laughs> I like it, but I, I was like playing it. it on my dual set or my dual shock. I was like playing halo with it. I'm like, Oh my God, this is, we're getting close to that future that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like the same for PlayStation. Cause I have this backbone controller for mm-hmm. my, uh, for my iPhone, and I want to use it for remote play, and it won't let me. Right. So, yeah, no, it it needs it. It needs it so bad. So I I agree with you for Spartacus. Like, have it have any controller for Spartacus as you know, DualShock is supported by XCloud. Spartacus needs to do the same with yeah. Xbox controls. Although I feel like some of them use proprietary. But the point is. It needs to be as available as possible on any type of subscription cloud-based service. Yeah. On the device, the I, I love the idea of everyone being able to play however they like. I wonder if they wouldn't hold back when it comes to PS5 because they want you to use the DualSense for like maximum PS5-ness. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if they won't consider that and what they would choose. Um, I feel like we're a month or so away from hearing about Spartacus. Yeah, yeah. I think we're a month or so away. Uh, it just I think it really depends on... Um, how close that big acquisition is that yeah. that's that's what i personally think if it's if that big acquisition is close then it's march or sorry then then it's probably pushed back to april or may but if that next acquisition isn't until april or may i think you'll get the reveal of spartacus in march and i just need to hold like there are people like it needs to be day and date it needs to be this it needs to be that i really still like i would like it to be and i keep flip flopping on this fence but i'll say right here right now it's going to be Disney Plus. Think mm-hmm. of it like Disney Plus. They're going to use that catalog. And if I'm PlayStation, I am going to acquire publishers and developers that are going to fill that service with content because that's what's going to be king. We have a whole cast co-op uh, link to Season Gaming's YouTube channel all about this where Luke, myself, and Ainsley Bowden uh, talk about loser. it in depth. Loser. Big loser. Big loser. That said, last question comes from Yuna. Hey, guys, I'm getting my question for the podcast on Thursday. So Thursday night, I'm finishing up Dragon Age Origins and move to the expansion Awakening. And let's uh, let's just get this out of the way. Anders is in my party. Thank goodness, Yuna. And I'm loving every minute. My heart is happy because of it. So my question is for this week uh, is when is well, – sorry – when the time is limited for you to play a game, do you try to do side content that you enjoy doing or just blast through the main uh, main story? I'm at the moment in my life where gaming has been limited due to college. Oh, God, I understand that so, so much, Yuna. This, the struggle is real. 
anyway, uh, I'm sorry. I was getting like flashbacks of like a big project I have to do, but then it's like lining up with an awesome release of something I want to play. And Awakening. I've been doing some side content that I've been wanting to just blast through on the main story. So where do you guys stand? Because I feel like this happens to a lot of people due to real life. Luke, you teach kids. I do. I yes. believe it or not, uh, by the way you read these notes, uh, you, you teach them English. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> uh, how do you, how do you handle it being full-time work and your work's been crazy recently? Yeah been rough. crazier than usual how do you how do you prepare how do you do it i mean you make you make sacrifices you choose you know and as a content creator sometimes we get codes early sometimes we don't and that sometimes dictates what i play mm-hmm. but uh in large part what's going to bring you joy is the only way to do it and otherwise you're you're playing for the wrong reasons you're missing out um the only game that i pushed myself to to play before spoilers could happen was halo infinite yeah um and beyond that and the, the, the secret is, I don't think spoilers are that big a deal compared to what the internet makes them. I still, you know, the moment I found out that Andrew Garfield was in Spider-Man, and he is. I'm not sure if you saw that poster. Yeah. Um, and we could, uh, uh, real talk, we could say it now. It's literally in the promotionals. It's literally yeah. in the trailers. It's right. literally in every magazine. If someone asks me, like, oh, I didn't know. Dude, how did you not know? Right. right. And then even just a year for years, yeah. it's been known. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And if you, if real talk, if they don't say no in an interview, it's happening. Yep. They didn't say no in the interview. You know, people knock it off. Knock yeah. it off. That's all I'm saying. Uh, outrage. Whatever. It whatever. Beat Avatar. So if it, it beat, beat an Avatar, you missed out. <laughs> all right. Uh, to, to, go, to, to make sure I don't lose my Sorry. spot because I'm going to lose it. Um, yeah. It's just. Play what play what makes you happy. Don't rush through to miss out or or burn yourself out and not enjoy something that you are enjoying. Uh, but wait, take a little bit longer to beat your yeah. game. Take a little bit longer and enjoy it. What's the point of it if you're not enjoying it? Exactly. That's, that's right. That's my statement on that one. Um, that's what she said. Who? Who? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, for me, Yuna, the college experience was something for me, and I. I remember there are like times where I needed to like write a final essay or whatever, a thesis. And I'm like, Oh man, but like this game is here, it's coming out. And what I would do is I, I use the game as the reward. So I'm like, I'm setting this goal for myself. If I get this to this point with my paper or this point with my project, I'll then, you know, uh, I'll then stop and then play that game as, as a reward. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it's, it really is like, Having a job, having this, having games then to play to cover, and and it really just comes down to yeah, playing the games you want to enjoy. So like there are times where like you know we're playing a game that we really love, and you know a few days from now is the next big release where you have to make that call. So like you know for example, Horizon comes out on Friday, Elden Ring comes out next week. I'm going to have to play Horizon and ignore my beloved. Elden Ring until Elden Ring is ready for me. Mm-hmm. So it won't, probably won't be until March. You know, realistically. That's gonna hurt. And to me, it's just like, okay, well, it's a from software game. It'll probably come out a little buggy, a little glitchy here or there. So by the time I get to it, it's probably gonna be all patched up. But I also know in my heart of hearts, I'll juggle the two a little bit. But Horizon's gonna be my main squeeze because not only do I have this PlayStation podcast to cover, but it is the game that I fancy more. So that's how I do it. It's just planning out 
uh, rewarding yourself. And when it comes to just blasting through the main story or whatever, I usually treat games like a month long event. Like I'm just playing this game for X amount of weeks. Right. And that's all I play. I usually don't juggle that much, but only when like the downtime do I juggle. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I do not envy PlayStation owners this month. I'll tell you that. It's been busy, man. It's been busy. That said, uh, before we get into the Horizon review that we did with Console Creatures Bobby, um, which was a fantastic interview. And I get it. It's very surface level. There are no spoilers, but I understand there are people that do not want to get spoiled whatsoever. So I'm going to literally feign end the show here for people that don't want to or want to miss out on it. And for anybody that are interested, keep on listening to the show. But Luke, uh, it's been fantastic having you on. Thank you for coming in on such short notice. Yeah, man. I had to return the favor. You've bailed me out on XCP more than once, and I appreciate it. And it's always fun to talk games. Like, we do it over our cast co-op, and and it's a blast. And so it's good to do it here, too. Yeah. Either though you were my fourth choice, this was a fun experience. uh, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. And who was here for you? Who was (laughs) here for you? That's That's right. right. It tells you what other people think of you, Joe. That's true. That's That's true. Ains. Right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That that being said, though, when, like, you know, because Kyle sometimes gets a little sick. And he's under the weather. And when I think about, like, who do I need as a guest, I can't just have, like, a random, you know, like, new guest because right. that's a new person that I got to learn their rhythm. Right. I can't do that, man. I can't. So yeah. this 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 it's feels good. nice because we're going to probably do this on Fortnite anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what we're going to do. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep it what's about you. Keep hunting. Oh, sorry. And you can find me over at Mr. Badbit. You can find the show over at PS Trophy Room. You see my brain's now done. Uh, and make sure you review the show five stars on Spotify. You only have a few days left to do it for our Elden Ring giveaway. And now, with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you, keep hunting, and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Trophy Room Reviews Horizon Forbidden West. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and alongside me, the managing editor over at Console Creatures, Bobby. How are you doing? Good, sir. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to do this with you. Of course. And I want to thank you for coming in last minute and saving my butt because you are the one that played Horizon Forbidden West. I've got a ton of questions for you because just like everybody else, we are so excited to get our hands on Horizon Forbidden West. This is this is something we've been waiting for since it's been announced, since the PlayStation 5 has been revealed. This is PlayStation's first true flagship since Miles Morales. This is their first big budget game. So let's get right into it. Uh, first and foremost, there is no spoilers. Uh, if you're on the video version, what you're looking at is all the state of play and promotional material. So there's nothing to get spoiled here. We're going to get very... Uh, surface level and what we're going to do is just tell you where it's improved or maybe where it falls short from the original so let's get right into it let's start with the story of horizon forbidden west because the one thing that i've been hearing about this game bobby is a lot of people alluded to the witcher 3 in scope when it comes to the world and when it comes to the story of this game and as much as i loved the original horizon I know that there was some pacing issues, whether it was in a little bit of the beginning and a little bit of the middle, but really to me, I loved it wholeheartedly. Is this story an improvement in terms of pacing 
what are your overall thoughts on it? I mean, the problem with the first game was, you know, they threw a lot at you at the beginning, I thought. And that's kind of where it kind of led everyone astray. In the Mm -hmm. sequel, what I've seen and, you know, what I've experienced is it's more fleshed out. You're getting, you know, you get to follow your own pace. So if you want to, you know, go for the critical path, you can follow the critical path. But if you want to go to the side quests, they're a lot more interesting this time. And that's what I think is one of the biggest changes they've had in the sequel. A lot of the side quests this time, they're more of, I would say, like the Tales of Tsushima or the God of War side quests. Like a lot of them play into the main arc. And nice. that's, that's a big improvement. I mean, that that kind of starts introducing, you know, secondary characters that you'll see later down the line and people who Aloy starts to trust and, you know, build relationship with. And that's awesome. That's a big change for this series. And that's yeah. where I think Gorilla's improved a lot. They took a lot of feedback from the first game and, you can see it. You can see within the first two hours, you're starting to see these side quests unlocked that not only give Aloy new relationships, she gets new weapons, she gets un- she unlocks new traps, new everything. Everything is unlocked in a natural nice. way. Like you're meeting these people in these new cities, and they're like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, here I'll scratch your back, you'll scratch mine. Now, Here's are these quests kind of like fetch questy? Because like, that's what a lot of you know, a lot of complaints on the original ones was us like these quests aren't memorable. Right. Not just because some of the characters are a little bland, but because what I'm doing isn't that interesting. Has that changed with this game? There are still a couple, mm-hmm. but the reward is worth it. Corella mm-hmm. promised you know better rewards this time, and I have only done I don't know, I, I maybe three or four really tedious fetch quest this time but like the result was worth it i mean i ended up getting great armor i got yeah. you know all this experience just getting to the place where i needed to go on the way there you're you're racking up new, you know new sites new vistas you're seeing the world but it's not as tedious and that's kind of why i think the biggest improvement is just you know it's the structure everything's been yeah. heightened that's awesome and just to go off the, the the main story for what you experienced thus far um has that have have they also listened there in terms of how the story structured again because i don't see the pacing issues but from what i hear it's like you know they didn't like when they were kid ellie or people thought like the middle was kind of subdued um from what you've experienced thus far is are are you getting are, are you feeling like it's it's being paced well yeah the this from the yeah from the opening moments it picks right up you don't really you know get you're, you know, you don't hold, they don't hold your hand right into the beginning. You start with Aloy six months down the line. She's in the middle of a mission, and it's not like she's trying to, you know, build a bow or get some. Yeah. She's trying to find out what's causing the red blight to, you know, start taking over the land, and, and yeah. she's really worried. And mm. her character is is so you're starting to see the wear on her mind. She's starting to get, you know, she's very irksome. She's quick to anger. Mm. She's, she's a lot more invested in this because. She, who she is in the story yeah. is she's technically the savior and that holds a toll on her and you start to see unravel her and let's game. talk let's talk about the the side characters just quickly without naming you know we we know Aaron and whatnot but like the one other thing was like in the first game we knew aloy and they did a great right. job of telling that story when it comes to the side characters, how are the facial animations to them, their animations in general? And do they serve up to be not, of course, as memorable as Aloy, but a worthy improvement on the on the original? 100%. You can see the improvement in the technology 
I don't, I can't confirm it. Like, I just can't remember if it's still the same engine that's powering the game, but it looks and feels a lot more authentic to the characters. They don't have that that robotic animation. I know that was a big concern. People just felt it felt too uh, like an AI, and but no, no, it's a lot better. The characters, of course. Like they feel like realized people, and you can see it through their mm. animations, the way they talk, they hold their bodies. Like there is a lot of work that went in behind the scenes to improve all these characters. That's awesome. Now let's get to what the people really came here for. They came here for combat. I love Horizon's combat, and again, I'm very biased here. Horizon's one right. of my favorite games of all time. So, you know, I. I, I, I expect range combat to still be solid, but I think a, the, the big question here is melee combat. Cause as much as I loved horizons combat, melee was incredibly simplistic. It was. And that's what, one of the things that really turned me off in the first game is it yeah. was just kind of like a mash the button and, you know, kind of hope you survive. Yeah. And the sequel, it's a lot better. Like you're, you, don't start off with a lot. You still have your basic, you know, heavy and light attacks. But as you start leveling up, getting skill points, you start unlocking combos. You start unlocking modifiers. Uh, it feels like they've taken every criticism about the battle system and just finessed it just a little bit. It's been fine-tuned. It's not mm. a massive improvement, but it's enough to to service the story. It feels... It feels natural to, to the character. There's still heavy moments where you know you can feel her her animation. They're still heavy when she hits, mm. and that's okay. But in the general sense, like I found it a lot more fluid. It's it's easier to combo with ranged traps. Um, there's a couple of new skills and abilities that really make her you know like a force to reckon with. And is that it? Does that like when when we're taking a look at the tr- the, the trees? Right. Uh, is it more of an in depth you know, RPG system, like well, somewhat of well, like yeah. a, like a dragon age. Yeah. I wouldn't say necessarily dragon age. There are a lot more skills. There's six trees this time. Oh, um, wow. Geez. They, you get skill points pretty fast. Like I, by the first four or five hours, I already had like 15, 20 points stacked into my, oh, wow. to my, my character. But as I was going to the skill tree, like you start unlocking really good melee skills pretty early. And then you can start unlocking your valor surge, which is like the super attack. Mm-hmm. Which you know, give her like that little that it's like a super it's like a super saiyan thing. She powers up and she she gets stronger and she can do these things to these machines where I don't ever expect any other character to do what she can do. But just the the system itself, it feels eons better. That's the only way That's I can really awesome. it. It's it it is on par with I would say God of War's combat. And I love God of War's combat. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay, so let's talk about then the the variety when when we're fighting. The one other criticism of Horizon is when you're fighting humans, right. there is you know it's easy just shoot in the head and they're done, right? It, they were way too simple to to kind of engage yeah. with and dispatch. How has that improved? I think that was the one thing that I was the most optimistic when I saw the state of play. So I can't like the thing is I didn't really revisit the first game as much as I wanted to before this review, so I mm-hmm. can't remember everything. But in terms of the sequel, there are enemies who have you know armor plates. You can't mm-hmm. just one shot kill them anymore. Like their head has armor, and you have to you know scan with your focus and see where all the enemies' weak points are. And sometimes the arrow just doesn't cut it. You have to start looking into your arsenal and see what else could assist in getting these people down. 
the mm. ten cats, the new the new tribe, are they're brutal and bad to fight, and they'll gang up on you when you're you know in one on one. You'll start seeing them surround you, and when they oh, do right. that, your only options are to get, get out of the way and start. Now, is it kind fight. of like Assassin's Creed esque, where it's like there's nine guys that surround you, but there's only like maybe one or two that kind of try to rope and dope you? Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say they- that like that. Mm-hmm. It was it's it's a it's a lot more balanced than that because that's okay. just overkill. But like, I would be facing off with like uh, a tribe clansman who's in charge of a camp, and him and two other guys would gang up on me. Mm. And that's kind of where that's I thought it was it was enough because three people in that scenario like they're strong, like they're not just low level, yeah, know, cannon fodder. Yeah, but you have to start using your tools. I mean, you could cheese the first game a lot. Everything yeah, a lot. you can do is cheese. In this game here, if you're not using your focus to scan body parts, use see what every machine's weakness is and use it, you're not going to survive very long in this game. There's only mm. so much combat can do, right? You have to start yeah. planning, strate- you know, being strategic. That's awesome. Everything now let's get to the, the the thing that everybody wants to talk about: the machines. Oof. fighting them the variety we've seen a whole lot i saw like you know a robot monkey in the trees we of course we we saw the tremor tusk um how is it man what wh- what was your favorite enemy to kind of dispatch what was what was the improvements there that you felt there's one enemy within the first hour that i think was a standout for me just because it plays into the narrative right like Aloy's on this mission and she encounters this if you remember Final Fantasy VII, you know if you're played, they had like that large giant serpent. The high, I think it yes. was yes, yes. There's like mm-hmm. a, a snake like machine that looks just like that, and it's stalking through the area that we were trying to go through this mission, and keeps popping its head up. Aloy is sensing that it's like we we can't we can't wait too long. We have to either get this mission done now, or we're gonna have to face this thing. And it, it's pretty much ends where as you would expect, right? They end yeah. up going jump by this snake and you have to fight it as it's going from like tent pole to tent pole and it's throwing you know boulders at you and you have to start looking with your focus that's where i think the biggest improvement with the machines are is you they're a lot more uh they're versatile like there's a lot more layers to them this time you Mm. can knock off pieces to them and that's great but what do you do with those pieces? You can't just let them go flying like there's bits you pick up you can start crafting electrical arrows that build into their weaknesses like on the spot exactly oh wow it's a lot more intuitive like there's a lot of it's like a more it's more strategic like there's just Mm. so many more viable options than button mashing this time and throwing arrows and crafting them on the fly you should be using your whole arsenal against these machines that's awesome yeah so yeah so sorry in terms of like just like there's so many more uh very like i guess you could say there's different like there's Mammal, variations variations there's mammals under there's amphibian amphibious ones there's like everything you can think of They're, they've added so many variations of these um machines like you can find maybe five or ten different variations of like the the stalker mm. and they just they've improved on every single one of them they look fantastic that's awesome and i love what you said when it comes to like because the original game was just like yeah just huck and chuck your arrows at it break the armor you know get your armor piercing then when the armor piercing is gone just you know shoot at them with the flame or whatnot exactly. uh, the one thing that i saw in the previews as well was like using their abilities against them yep. like i saw one of the like raptors has like this poisonous gas and 
you actually, if you get the critical shot at that point, the gas just bursts and it starts exactly. just going all over the place. Exactly. So yeah, that falls into a lot of them. So like I, I that was a bristleback. So bristleback, they're kind of like, they're like bulls. And yeah. my first encounter of them was within a quarry where she has, Ailey has to clear out the quarry just to get this, this uh, tribe through the bridge to get to their job site. And to fight these things, the first time I cheesed it, obviously. I mean, I had to try and see what I could <laughs> get out of there. But then Ailey's like, what if I, what if I, they have poison on their backs? Why don't I break those off and then use them against them? And then what she does is she starts shooting the arrows at those mm. and they start building a meter that goes around her, her, her arrows. And what it does is basically once it gets filled, it explodes, like you said, and it just, it causes area of effect damage and it basically clears the area a lot more simple than having to go in there and just take them out physically. That's awesome. I really can't wait to see how the combat shakes out for me personally, because what you're saying has me has me so excited because, yeah, I, I, I want it to be a little bit more strategic. And when it comes to the combat, it also kind of bleeds into the level design right. as well, because I felt like sometimes in Horizon, I didn't get the chance to plot out my attacks with my traps or, you know, didn't get to land the mine just where I wanted to or wanted it to. How does when you're fighting a big monster or going into a, a bandit camp, how does the level design around you kind of lend itself? It's it's still it's familiar. Like you, if okay. you did the first game, like there are still those stealth, stealth sections where you go through the grass. There is a lot more verticality this time, just because you get mm. like the glider and you can start planning vertically this time. So if you want to lay a trap, then go up use your pullcaster just to jump up into the air and you can do range attacks from the air now. And then mm -hmm. you've seen it, I think they showed it in the stealth, uh, sorry, the, stealth, the state of plays where she, she like pulls casts up into the air, fires a bunch of bomb arrows and then lands safely away and then sees the machine fall into her trap. So there's a lot more, it's like, it's, it's a bigger playground this time. It's, there's nice. just a lot, it's first, it's the versatility of the game. Like it gives you the tools to be a kid and just see what connects and what, what toys break. <laughs> that's awesome now let's get into the the, the open world um <laughs> you know I, I could already imagine the headlines yeah. uh this game oh, it's it has an open world there's some climbing so how breath of the wild is it man <laughs> it's it's a it's a 10 out of 10 on the breath of the wild it nice. is playstation's breath of the wild <laughs> but in all honesty no it, it there's it's it feels more lived in the world okay. like the the settlements they they feel like you know there are those inhabitants like you're walking through the world and there's always something to look at not in terms of you know battles or anything but there's like maybe a nice vista to your left as you're walking through a couple valleys mm. and mm. there's campments where you can see people just you know huddling together surviving and they're they're just talking you can walk through them you can listen to what they're saying and it basically keeps you busy, but in a good way. Like there's not mm -hmm. an over, like, you know, there's not a burden of going to get that treasure chest. Like some mm -hmm. of the Assassin's Creed maps, like, I don't know if you remember Assassin's Creed, yeah. that map gave me anxiety, but this one here, it's, it's more natural. Like you're going to do an errand. It's basically like a, it's a sub submission. So it's not very important. It's like a fetch quest, but it, it basically, yeah, like you get to these areas, you complete these these errands for people but you're learning about the world like some of the tribes that live in these pockets around the planet uh, the map and it's built in a way that feels natural to the story because nice. you're going out west right so the, basically your whole map 
starts in the east and then you start moving to the west so you start seeing more and more as you're going west and it it's it really builds on that going to that to that forbidden land that that reminds me of of witcher in a lot of ways where yeah. like you're looking at this war zone and then just not even a mile ahead of you you see these people that are survivors and yeah. people that are wondering, hey, can we can we pass this ravine to get to safety? And trying exactly. to talk to the guard and weasel your way in. Is that the the similarities that I'm that I'm striking at striking true? They're they're very similar in that regard. Um, mm. I wouldn't say they're on par. I mean, they they I feel like they're inspired by it. I mean, it's hard not to see that after yeah. playing both games, but it it does offer to that that crowd if that's what you're looking for it it nice. may, yeah it, it basically yeah if you want you can make the game what you want so if you want more of a witcher style thing you can do that if you want to do you know just a critical game right to the end you don't have to worry about learning about the world you can just find out how the blight mm. began and ended you can just mm. you know feel like i'm gonna get lost in it because i love i love that like yeah i'm walking around and i'm just like i'm overhearing something from someone you know um the one thing that i I do love in a good old open world game is when i see a point if i see a mountain a peak even i want to climb it (laughs) and uh you know god forbid it rains in said game that we were just alluding to a while ago Uh, how is the traversal through this world I, I know that there was talks of when this game was released, you know, or announced that it would be like a breath of wild climb. And I know I wish it really was, but it isn't. They've mm-hmm. really instead has done this thing where it's a streamlined path. So like we've seen in the state of play where it's got the guided yellow uh, right. cautionary. And I love it. I, I really think it adds to, to the character, right? Cause she's, she's living in this world where the, all this technology that's lost is giving her the second, you know, the second, chance to save her people so you see this path that that paints how to get to the, over up and over the mountains and it 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 just it feels natural the climbing's been improved to the point where there's not a lot of air to fall there's not a lot of way to just you know fall yeah it, is it kind of like ghost of Tsushima in a way where it kind of feels like yeah you can't climb every mountain but what where you get that trail it kind of feels like an obstacle of course to the top of the mountain exactly so yeah it's okay. kind of like it, it is like so when if you've ever done like a rock you know those rock climbing mountains you know those yeah. uh, ones you do at the gyms it's got that path so you can kind of see where the path is going it, it's built into the systems like the world nice. just it's it's natural to the point where it makes sense all right awesome that's what i that's 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 what i want to hear this 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 sounds like everything that I was expecting this game to be is what it is. And listen, I would talk to you about like, oh, the graphics is it pretty, but we've seen it. It looks beautiful. It looks astounding. It sounds incredible. And the art style is awesome as well. If I'm a PlayStation 5 owner, though, is this because we've been kind of, oh, it's also played on the PS4. Is this a true next gen game? Does this feel like a true next-gen game? In one word, yes. I okay. honestly think it feels like a 10-pole game for the PlayStation 5. It is a showpiece. And the only reason I say that is I've played it. I mean, I know what what, what they've done with it, right? I I had yeah. my doubts, right? Because it's a, it's a cross-gen game, and we've seen how some of those games can look. And I'm not saying they're bad. Right. Because Miles Morales is still beautiful, but like I didn't see the visual jump 
going for four out of five. It was very limited, I thought. I think it was yeah. more just character textures and stuff like yeah. that. But this game here, there's just it. It feels like it wasn't developed together. Like it feels like they're a separate game. Like they're they're obviously the same game, but like right, it's they didn't have the same designs, like or or you know decisions of how to make the game. Like yeah. this is a PlayStation Five game. This is a PlayStation Four game. This is what you'll get on this system. And this is what you're getting on a brand new console that has all these new improvements, right? So, like, mm. it, I, they're two separate games, I think. Like, they, okay. they feel that different. Like, just, yeah. I even, I can't say anything else, but it's just, it's, it is a temple <laughs> game. I'm, I That's savor awesome, the game. Dude. Let's put the, I savor it. Just, I want, I'm savoring it right now. I want to go back and play just because I love getting lost. I love the photo mode. Yeah. I've been taking photos of everything just because it's so stunning. Wow. And, Last but not least, the Dual Sense. We're huge stands here at the Trophy Room my of Dual Sense. Yeah, in the world. Yes, yes. I, I it's it's it, it it makes it so immersive. Like the, I called it a dance where right? like you're 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 pulling the drawstring and you're hearing the sound of your controller, and it just pairs so well with the music that it it feels like you're actually Aloy, right? That she. The way her, her footsteps, you know, resonate in the control, or just the sounds of the machines when you're tackling them with your with your spear, you hear it so clear in the controller, and it pairs with the haptics to the point where I, it's a, it's a it cannot miss experience. Like it adds wow. a level of immersion I've never felt before. Is this Astrobot level good? I thought it was. I mean, I think that is the pinnacle of Dual Sense controller, right? Like that, yeah. Is it, is it is it even dethroning Astro, or you're like, nah, no, that that crazy. Th- the only one that can dethrone Astro is the next Astro game, I think. But, <laughs> Fair enough. But Fair yeah, enough. for this one here, it, it's on par with Returnal for me. I love Returnal's yeah, same. sense implementation. It was on par with that. Okay. And and yeah, I mean everything about it. Like just listen to the, if when you're playing, listen to how the controller reacts. So if you're talking to someone in the settlements you hear the crowds like you hear them gossiping in the in the controller it it surrounds my room like that 3d audio really helps sell this world excellent now we usually have a review score system for this game i don't want to sound like a complete stand but we usually do it through trophy levels so is this an avoid is this a bronze is this a silver trophy a gold trophy or of course, the platinum, you must have this right here, right now. Go pay that 60. Go pay that 70 right. for this game. I'm going to give it a platinum. There you go. It's a game that you want to play. It's not something that it doesn't feel like a hobby or a chore. Like it, it, It's a game you want to get lost in. You want to learn more about these characters. You want to learn awesome. more about this world, how you can take down these monsters that are invading and destroying everything you know it it is a platinum level game to me there's nothing i i necessarily find negative about it there's mm-hmm. very small things that i just didn't like like there's a couple of puzzles that kind of just threw me off but those are just like eh, eh. that's 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 it doesn't nothing. take away from the overall it, experience it doesn't bring the experience down it it's frustrating but once you solve it it's just like okay well now i get to the next story beat and i can learn what happens next and it's nice. it serves it serves the purpose Awesome. Awesome. That said, that has been the Trophy Room Reviews, Horizon Forbidden West. Bobby, thank you so much for coming on, for talking to me about Horizon. Uh, Where can people find you on the Twitter space and your website, my good sir? 
uh, Twitter is just be Pashalidis. I mean, if you can link it in the of course, it's in the description. My, my name is hard to spell, so a lot of people get it wrong. So it's yeah. Pashalidis, which is Greek. But uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, Consolecreatures.com is my website. We are Canadian media outlets, so we kind of just focus on Canadian news, a lot of the world news, obviously, but we kind of focus on just honest opinions and reviews and trying to keep it as neutral as possible. We really nice. love just, we love video games. Same. That's, that's, Same. Our, that's our mission is just talk about games. Yeah. Yeah. And Bobby, thank you all so much. And you can find him and his website, all the links down below in the description. And so with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody, if you like this video, please hit like, share, subscribe. It really does help us out, grows this channel and this big, beautiful family that we call home. And make sure you turn tune into the Trophy Room each and every Thursday where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest, and all things PlayStation. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, keep your wits about you, keep hunting, and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys.